another episode of Inside the Recording Studio. My name is Jody Whitesides, and with me, as always, is Mr. Chris Hellstrom. How are you today, Chris? I'm doing good, Jody. I'm doing all right. Had a little bit of a trying couple of weeks here, but... Yes, uh, I'm aware. That's not for this podcast, but I am doing all right. I just thought I'd throw that out there and be vague and try to be interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Good on you. Well, way to be vague. What are we talking about today? Well, it is episode 88. Mm, That might mean something about the future, like 88 miles per hour and such. What does that mean? Well, we're not going to go 88 miles per hour, but we are going to talk about a modern EQ called Mm. Split EQ. Is that taking us into the future? I think it is. Yes, I actually mentioned it on... (laughs) That's a Friday find, very, 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 very recently. You did. And we liked and, it so much, we're like, we're going to do a whole episode on the damn thing. <laughs> yeah, it, it's really cool. And apologize in advance if this sounds like an unabashed commercial for it, but it, it's actually not intended like that. But it, it is a very cool plugin that we thought deserved an episode, essentially. Yes. The way I would probably posit this is that thinking in terms of a general overview of this thing, at some point in the future, I can imagine doing a ridiculous deep dive just like we've done on a few other pieces of gear because this thing is beyond. (laughs) It's, yeah, you you definitely need your scuba tank to dive into this one. So get ready. We're going to nerd out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So just to, to dive in here, right? what is split EQ? Rather than just immediately giving a definition of it, I want to just give my first reaction to it when I got a copy of it to play with for a moment. And I started laughing. That was my very yeah. first reaction. I was just started laughing. And then the first phrase that came out of my mouth was, this is just fucking cool. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) And I'm laughing about it now, just thinking about it, just from having played around with it. It was just like, holy cow, what you can deal with. To define it, it is a modern EQ. There's no question about it. It's not trying to emulate or recreate any kind of vintage piece of analog gear. It is a modern EQ. It is, as you might say, a tool and quite possibly a weapon. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're not careful, it, it's definitely the latter because it, it is very easy to get sucked into this thing. Oh, or at least it, it is yes. for me because like you're sitting like, oh my God, I could do this. Oh, shit. <laughs> Damn. You know, yeah. uh, but but it, what, again, what it isn't, it is not like a vibe EQ. This is not something no. like, oh, it's emulating this. It's a very modern sense. And there are others out there, of course, that are modern type of EQs when they're not necessarily trying to emulate a Poltec or a Neve or what have you. Right. But this is a an EQ that is just unabashedly non-coloring, but what you can do with it can be very, very coloring. <laughs> sure. <laughs> if I, I would go so far as if I was going to make a comparison to, say, a Marvel universe character, I would compare this EQ to being Dr. Stephen Strange. All right, whatever. You've (laughs) lost me at Marvel. So, (laughs) What I mean by that is he was very, very arrogant in the beginning of the first Dr. Strange film because he was the best, quote unquote, surgeon of his type in the world. I'm just going to nod in the camera here because I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, That's what this EQ essentially is to in my mind is like looking at what this thing can do and how well it can do it is mm. 
along the lines of like a Dr. Stephen Strange arrogance to it in a way. But Eventide is not necessarily an arrogant company. They just happen to do really good stuff. Yeah. Even with their hardware stuff, their hardware stuff is known for being really amazing. And now I'm going to say that the CQ and, well, we've talked about other plugins of theirs in the past that are just like, man, this thing is just so good. Beyond being just a modern EQ, it takes the idea of being a modern EQ that doesn't color things a step beyond. In yeah. that, it allows you to split the signal not only just the entire range of the signal you can EQ with, but you can now split it into tonal portions of the sound and the transient portion of the sound. Yes. And, and that, that, well, that allows sounds, you to such ridiculous control over a sound. It's insane. On the surface, it can seem like your modern EQ, just like a FabFilter EQ or something like that, or like yeah. the Infinity EQ. Or the Ozone that doesn't EQ. Color, which, yeah, and it's just great at that as well. But this goes way beyond that because, like you said, it, it separates. And it's not like you necessarily have to do this process because it does it for you where it separates this signal into the transient and the tonal part. So best way I thought to kind of wrap my head around that was to take a drum hit mm-hmm. where – you know, we might want like all the smack of the initial hit, but let's say that it has an odd sort of resonance in the decay. With this plugin, what you can do, you can leave the initial hit unaffected, then sculpt out the tonal element of that ring. So you can remove all those nasty frequencies yes. that you don't want necessarily. If you think of it as a drum hit of the transient and the tonal elements, I think that's a good way to sort of wrap your head around what this thing actually does. And then the well, immense and to be fair, control. Just to kind of yeah. butt in for a second here. To be yeah. fair, Eventide actually already has a plugin that is specifically designed for that purpose that you're just describing. Mm-hmm. And it's called Fission. They already had a plugin that kind of already did it, but not to the level of control inside like an EQ situation, which is what the split EQ is. And this is not designed for doing the, the processing that I described there. Right. But, but I think that for me, when you first started telling me about this plugin, I didn't know sort of like, okay, well, what does that mean? But once I sort of played around with it a little bit and get the concepts like, oh, okay, all right, now mm-hmm. now I see it. And then you dive in more and more and, and you're like, oh my God, I can do this and you can do this. And so <laughs> Did it, you start it, laughing too? <laughs> I, I did, yeah. I mean, I, I played around with a few audio examples and I had, one thing I, I messed around with just again to familiarize myself a little bit more with this plugin was I started playing around with some kick drums that I had recorded. Yep. With different microphones and things, and as an experiment type of a of a vibe. And as with a lot of times experimentation, something sounds like garbage. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> so, but I was able to actually with the split EQ get something usable out of a kick drum that sounded. Yeah, it sounded bad. It was just like, it's not a good sound, right? It had a lot of weird frequencies in it, and it's just not something that I would ever use, Mm -hmm. right? I think that points to the strength of the split EQ, where you can, instead of just thinking of an EQ as possibly like a sweetening EQ, this can very much be a surgical thing of fixing stuff that isn't recorded very well. Could that so be if, like surgical of epic proportions? 
<laughs> yes, to tie back to, I guess, the Marvel theme there. No, no, no. <laughs> it had nothing to do with Marvel. That's just okay. like, to take it beyond just being a modern EQ, it is epic in what you can do with it is essentially how I would look at it. Yeah, and I think we're just, at least I am, just sort of scratching the surface of what it can do because we all know that when new software or technology comes out, there is an intended purpose, but then there's also an abuse factor that comes in that garners like creative use of a tool that just gets great results, but it's not the intended purpose. So I'm still waiting to see what, what you can do. And, and I have one thought about this already, actually, where since you have control over the, the transients and the tonal elements, mm -hmm. let's say that you have a, a drum kit, a stereo drum kit again. Sure. If you lower all the transient information in there, it's still there. It's just it's not just not as prominent. Mm -hmm. I think you can probably create some pretty convincing, sort of like ambient room sounds in a sort of esoteric way by just because it makes you sound like the the drum kit is a little bit more removed from you when you have all the transients and throw compression on there and distortion and what else and you have probably something really cool. Well, I've thought right. about almost the exact opposite in terms of like with acoustic guitars and other instruments where it's like, man, maybe if I could dial a lot of this tonality out of it and then just use just the transient hit, you could get some pretty excited vibe to it. And if I go along the lines of something I recently watched, it's like, man, you could take something, EQ all the tonality out of it, use the transients of it, mix it back in with the original track and really yeah. hyper-excite attacks, essentially. Yeah. Apologize again if it sounds like just like a, a commercial here. It really isn't. But I get actually excited with this thing because you start seeing the possibilities and just kind of playing around with it and just slapping it on a track and just playing around with just the, the transients. You have on the interface, there's like a tonal fader and a transient fader that you can just blend to taste, and they're usually just right up the middle, right? But just starting to play around with those, and you can already sculpt things like you would almost do with a compressor, yeah. right? you just taming peaks. So maybe that's another thing that you could do over the kit, just stream of consciousness here, where you, you hyper-accent the transients and use that as a side chain for a compressor on a drum kit or something. Ooh, that would be strange, wouldn't it? I have to try that out. <laughs> yeah. Now, thinking I mean, about by you mentioning doing exactly that, that brings to mind another producer engineer friend of ours that we've actually had on the show, George Leger. Yeah. I had mentioned that he needs to check out this EQ as well. And his first question is, well, is that like a dynamic EQ? That's what it kind of sounds like. I said, no, you really need to download it, play with it, and check it out because it is not a dynamic EQ. And there is yeah. a very useful need for dynamic EQs. Sure. I have a couple in my arsenal, and every so often there's just a need for it. But this is not that is the best way of saying it. It is not a dynamic EQ. Yeah. It is like nope. a whole new class of EQ is how I would Well, it's certainly it. a different breed. Yes, very right? different breed. And I think that the people from Eventide say that, you know, a modern world calls for modern tools or whatever, mm -hmm. something, something from the advertising department, right? <laughs> but um, I thought it was hard to wrap my head around it first without playing with it. 
and to see what it can actually do. It's cool. That's all I can say. I mean, I was playing around with it even more before we started taping today. And I'm kind of giggling here to myself. It's like, this is, <laughs> this is badass and just the ultimate controls of what you have, right? Mm -hmm. so. All right. Well, now that we've giggled a little bit about it, let's take a word from our sponsors. And we're back. We're going to take a look at some of the uses that Chris and I can think of right off the bat for this plugin. And we'll also give a general overview of the controls of the EQ itself. This is not a deep dive, but eventually we'll probably do one. So, Chris, what are some of the uses that you can think of immediately off the bat for the split EQ? First thing, I already mentioned drums, right? So I'm thinking primarily things that have, you know, a lot of transients, like rhythmic things. You mentioned acoustic guitar. Mm -hmm. I think it would be a, a great thing to do where you might want to tame some of the transients where you have resonances ringing out that are not necessarily pleasing. I think those are the immediate things. But it's hard to imagine something that possibly couldn't benefit of this, I think. You mentioned before the dynamic EQs. Yes. And sort of like multiband compression kind of goes into that same kind of general area, I think, where we're just kind of controlling certain frequencies. One thing that I was, you know, reminded of is like for heavy, for like metal guitars, when you do a lot of palm muting and how that chugging can sort of get away from you sometimes. So a mm -hmm. common trick is to do what's kind of like known as the Andy Sneap thing where you use a multiband compression in a low frequency and it tames just those chugs with the palm mutes. Sure. I think this is something that you could obviously do really, really well using the split EQ as well. Just well, dialing in that, you know, and kind of taming that. Thinking of, of your example of that in and of itself, yeah. this EQ, yes, would do great in taming chug chug if it's on the opposite spectrum of hyper attacks happening where they're super squealy you could take the that as well right off of that which yeah would be pretty awesome that as well you know a certain level of vocal correction if you have over sibilant track that's mm -hmm. a very difficult word for me to say, apparently. <laughs> but all sorts of those little tweaks. And even, you know, you and I are kind of talking about individual instruments and individual tracks. But I'm sure you can see uses for it on an entire mix type of a thing as yes. well. Oh, yeah. All right. Out of what I brought up there, anything beyond that you can see that, that you would use it on? or, or Well... Going a step further than just the splitting of the tonality of the signal and the transient of the signal, the controls lend themselves to giving, as I mentioned before, hyper epic kind of <laughs> control over what you can do. And there are eight bands to the EQ. Yeah. And I believe that's the maximum that it's going to do because it doesn't allow you to add any more or remove the eight that are there. But you can turn each one on and off individually for right. what you want to use. Each one of those, you can control the panning. Not only is it a stereo EQ if you're using it in stereo or a mono EQ if you're using it in mono, it has the ability to also go per band either stereo or mid-side. Yeah, which how is, cool is pretty that? ridiculous. <laughs> and then you could take it a step further on that and you can go mid-side per transient, per band, or per tonal, 
per band. It's right. <laughs> it, you're going so far down the nerd rabbit hole at that point. It's insanity. But the fact that you have that much control on it is pretty amazing. Which is yeah, where so, it goes beyond being just a tool. It becomes, as you mentioned here on the podcast, and, and I made a joke of it earlier, is that you can weaponize this thing, yeah, and really do some pretty wild things that your brain could cook up. <laughs> right, and you know, again, just like a thirteen-year-old with a little bit of karate, it isn't necessarily always a good thing. You know? <laughs> but right. what you're describing there as well is experimentation, also. Yes. Right, as well as just practical tools, you can come up with some crazy stuff just doing this. And the obvious thing that I would think if you have, let's say you don't have a an individual multi-track, you have a just a stereo drum groove, for example. Mm-hmm. Not completely unheard of, right? And what? <laughs> I know. Have you heard of such a thing? They have these loops now that, that are like Time-based? No. You can then tame, let's say if your low end gets a little bit too wide and it starts taking up too much space in your mix, you can actually go in here and just turn that, just fold that in at certain frequency bands Mm -hmm. and even just transients or the tonal elements. So the level of control there is just like astounding nerd level. Yes. So, you know. (laughs) Astounding nerd level. On a general sense, if I go back to the grand overview of the EQ itself, you have two sliders that control the overall volume of the transient and the overall volume of the tonal part of the signal in relation to all eight bands at once. So you could literally dial down the entire tone and dial up a little bit of the transient if you've already done all of your EQ moves on the eight bands and like, oh, I really want this to be a little bit more. You can do it on a global sense too. It's, it's Yeah, ridiculous. and it's, it, this goes a little bit beyond what we'll dive into today, like I said, because this is not a deep dive, but the ability also to sort of solo each band that you're listening to, mm-hmm. whether that's the tonal or the transient. So it makes it really handy for finding those resonances and things. And, and Can you reiterate so- that? Because it sounded a little bit funny the way you said it. Because soloing a band in the EQ is obvious that most, there's a lot oh, of so- EQs that do that, but you, okay, you kind so- of brushed over that. Okay, yeah. So we can solo and just listen to the actual frequency band that we're working on at the moment. Mm-hmm. and But what this goes beyond is that you can do that to either the transient part or the tonal part. Of the band well. that you're trying to solo. Exactly. I don't want to go beyond that because I don't <laughs> want to get like too, too deep into it here. But, but the, the level of functionality and how you can do that, it, it takes a lot of the guesswork for want of a better phrase, when we're searching for those resonances and those peaks that, that we're trying to adjust, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's a really cool functionality. And like you said, you got those two sliders, so you can do it as a whole. So, Well, I didn't know, mention the, anything about the two sliders. So we, that was well, before yeah, we started recording. So in addition to the bands that are going on that Chris just mentioned, there's two sliders that happen on each band. I wasn't thinking on a band per band basis. I meant the right. global thing. Oh, right? the so, global uh, thing. So that's yeah. a different slider. Okay, so there's right. there's a few different places for sliders. And I rather than delving into the per band slider thing, I don't even want to yeah, go see, there it's, yet. It's really it's, tempting, <laughs> isn't it? But, <laughs> it is. It really yeah, is. No, but, you know, even to have at least the type of, of recording of this podcast, there are demos, and I'm sure they will continue to do that. And try it out. It's really cool. I think... 
the flexibility of it. And it doesn't have to be used in split mode. Again, we no. I want to reiterate that. It can just be your regular EQ, right, with the usual controls, and it's going to sound awesome. But then you have all this sort of added functionality to it mm-hmm. where it can be – most of the time I think people will use it as a fixing thing, but it could also be like a really creative thing is for all those uses. Yeah, and I would liken that to the concept of another Eventide plugin, by the way, which is the Precision Time Align, where yeah. you showed me a video yeah, yeah, yeah. of Chris Lord Algae. Tom, actually, was his brother. Was it Tom? Tom. The brother yeah. Tom. Brother yeah. Tom Lord Algae, who was talking about a different way of utilizing the Precision Time Align plugin yeah. in a way that it was just like, oh, why didn't I think of that kind of thing? Essentially, he sticks a plug in the precision time align onto a channel and then can automate the movement of the fine tune control, which goes down to like 64 slices of a sample somehow, which is just insanity. But doing an automated move on it allows him to create what sound like tape based flange effects without artifacts. Yeah. Well, he uses, you know, a printed track of the full mix as well as your full mix. And then, yeah. you know, the, the, the changes in between there. And mm-hmm. that doing that, he does this really cool thing where he can control exactly when the peak of the flange or the, or the dip of the flange is happening. So he could control that to land on like a riser right at the beat and that kind of stuff. So, Well, and again, I imagine that you could do the same thing with the split EQ with, you know, how... EDM guys like to do all the frequency cutoff kind of stuff to roll, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. open things up kind of thing. I can imagine automating through, it's just even off the top of the head, a drum loop where yeah. I'm cutting out all the transients and I've got just tone of drums yeah. going and then automating the transient to come in a bit more and maybe automating the tonality to come out a little bit more. You could really get hyper wild on totally. this stuff. It's insanity. So in that regard, it becomes a massive new tool for creative use of EQ. (laughs) There's just no question. I I would like to see what what this would do in the hands of somebody like BT, who is like – loves to dive into this kind of stuff, right, and really squeezing out everything out of stuff and and just his enthusiasm type of stuff for audio processing and – all the things that he would do to this. So that, that would well, be here. Here's something that just popped into my head, thinking in terms of like chopping things up, which is what he was known for. And he has developed plugins, but I could imagine instead of having a tremolo effect where things are going back and forth and it's the whole signal, wouldn't mm-hmm. it be cool to automate the transient to go bright from right to left like a tremolo? I think you could we really know what you're going to do today. <laughs> that yeah. would be pretty wild to tremoloize, so to speak, a portion of your signal to sweep it right or left. And part of this also comes into the fact that we now have at least Dolby Atmos. But yeah. there's another platform or two that I'm aware of that is also getting into the whole 360 degree listening aspect of an environment inside a pair of headphones. This EQ to me becomes something that goes part and parcel with 360 degree mixing as well. 
because you could probably really warp some shit, so to speak, yeah. <laughs> into the 360-degree realm, where you could leave the tonal aspect sitting dead center and then warp the shit of, of the transients around your head to really fuck with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or at least your listener. And uh, <laughs> right. yeah, I'm reminded of, of the phrase that we have to say, like, just because you can doesn't mean you should, right? True, true, but, true, true. But th there will no doubt come out exciting new uses for it. It's one of those plugins that it took me a minute to sort of wrap my head around. But the possibilities as just you and I are just kind of like streaming consciousness talking about it here. Right. Use some imagination and... Well, and we're not very... even mentioning some of the aspects to the plugin that go far beyond the nerd rabbit hole, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, no, there, there's a lot, and we, I think, we'll probably do one of those in the hopefully not too distant future. We kind of dive into this, and yeah, no, it really does need a deep dive, like deep dive explanation of like the whole aspect of it. But that's not the idea right now. Yeah. One other thing I would like to mention is that a lot of EQs also come with analyzers. This one does come with an analyzer, but sure. that analyzer allows you to analyze not only the standard EQ curve, but it also allows you to analyze the situation going on with your tonal aspect and your transient aspect. So you can turn the analyzer on and off, or you can also make it, if it's on, pre the EQ settings that you're doing or post the EQ settings you're doing, yeah. which is there, there, standard a lot for of most analyzers. Yeah, you have all the usual, the usual controls and then a whole lot more of what you can do. Mm -hmm. It's it's almost – well, technically it is, but you can think of it as it, it's two EQs in one. No, three. <laughs> and then some. <laughs> there, there, There's a lot. Well, I'm thinking just the, the transient, the tonal, and then I guess the third one would be just your standard regular EQ. Signal. Yeah. Right, yeah. So it is a pretty cool – and I think, you know, before we start – blushing too much about this and maybe we'll we'll try to wrap it up but ultimate thing then jody is it a weapon or a tool it's a tool that could be weaponized <laughs> that's how i I'll don't think we, i don't think we're going to top that that no. ending so but, but people go, go check it out it is really cool that, that's all i can say about it. it it's it's really really cool and with that statement from chris let's move on to friday finds what have you got for us, Chris? You mentioned Tom Lord Algae yes, before. I mm -hmm. And I recently chose him as my Friday find. And I have another thing that I watched over the week. It is a masterclass, mixing masterclass with Michael Brower. Mm -hmm. And Michael Brower, obviously known for all the amazing records that he's done and the, the multi- bus outputs and all this kind of stuff. But this was a different one. And his enthusiasm for this kind of stuff is just freaking contagious. Did it get you I, a chubby? <laughs> no comments. Too personal, bro. No. <laughs> but but it, it was really, really good. And here, this was an episode, and I think we'll put this in the show link so you can go and check this out. Uh -huh. He was tasked, he was given a stereo mix, mind you a stereo mix that somebody wanted remixed, what to do. 
He walks you through the process of what ended up happening with some other fantastic tools that are out there that we've talked about from Isotope. Mm -hmm. And they're mentioning both RX and Ozone with the music rebalance and stuff and how he breaks apart in his workflow. He actually broke this mix apart mm -hmm. and was able to clean it up and do a new mix out of a stereo track. Pretty wild. So. Speaking about modern tools and, and what we got today, it, it's it's pretty darn amazing. So so that's my my find for this Friday, the uh, Michael Brower mixing class. But what about you? I'm looking at the BPB Dirty Spring, which is from Bedroom Producer Blog. That's what BPB means, okay. and they've got this plugin called the Dirty Spring, and all it is is a reverb that is meant to sound like a spring reverb. That also has the functionality of adding bit crusher vibe to it. So you don't have cool. to do it in two plugins. You can do it within the plugin in and of itself, which to me is making me think, well, Chris, why didn't you tell us about this since you are the man with the distortion? <laughs> anyway, that's my pick this week. I believe the plugin might actually be free as of the taping of the show. Will it remain free? I have no idea. Very so that's cool. my pick right there. All right. While we've got your attention, we ask that you post about us on your favorite form. And we also ask that you go to the website and leave us a review at InsideTheRecordingStudio.com forward slash review. Or just go to InsideTheRecordingStudio.com and sign up for the mailing list. Doing so gets you weekly reminders about the Tuesday tips that come out every so often, usually every Tuesday, and we'll make sure that you don't miss any future episodes. In addition to that, if you're on the email list, you are usually automatically entered into any giveaway that we're giving away stuff. If you'd like to send us an email at goldstar, G-O-L-D-S-T-A-R, at insidetherecordingstudio.com with the word SPLIT in it, you'll get something cool back in your inbox. If you have a topic of suggestion for us to explain in a future episode, contact us via the contact page at the website, and we'll put it into consideration for a future episode. Plus, the Michael Brower link that Chris mentioned will be on this episode's page post. And with that, I'll say, see you next week. Have a good one, Jody. Thanks for listening, people.